you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL, in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football live in New York City. It is Monday, everybody. February 26th. I'm Colleen Wolf alongside Peter Schrager, Jason McCordy, and Ryan Lee. What's up? I'm so happy to be back in my second favorite city, obviously, next to Philadelphia. But it is great. You guys know how much I love it here, how much fun I had last time. Yeah hosting this show, so uh, you're stuck with me all week long. Jamie Erdahl, she will be at the Combine. You are also going yeah. to the Combine as well. First of all, welcome. Yes. Ryan, welcome. I will be leaving after this show, heading to Indianapolis for a couple days, back here in the studio the, of the week, and then back in for the drills. But this is a really interesting year for the Combine. you got some legendary franchises at the top of the draft, and you've got a lot of top prospects, so we're excited to break it all down. I am so excited about it. It is time for the lead block. Lead block lead Let's block. get into it. So we'll certainly be following the Chicago Bears throughout the entire combine process and right up until the NFL draft in April. They hold the first and ninth overall picks. Justin Fields, he made some waves last week by unfollowing the Bears on Instagram. It's a whole thing now. But he did give this explanation just a couple days later. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like why, why are you not following the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I follow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with them. That's true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. 
how is Equinemius getting the strays there on this? Okay, so don't read into the unfollow. Justin also made clear that he does want to stay in Chicago, but that call will obviously be made by the front office. So when should the Bears make a decision about their quarterback? Have they already? Peter, what do you think? I, it's interesting because there's so many different scenarios. It's 13 different times since the 1967 NFL, really birth of the modern NFL, where a number one overall pick has been traded, where the team has said, you know what, we don't need this number one pick, we're going to give it away somewhere else. I think everyone assumes that the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams and trade. I'd say slow down on that. I'd say that Justin Fields has not gone anywhere yet, and this week is actually really significant. This is Ryan Poles' third combine. The first year at the combine, it was like he was drinking from the water hose. There's just a ton of stuff coming at him. 36-year-old guy, first-year GM. They ended up cutting or releasing 20 different players that offseason. Like, it was like, we got to reset. Last year, similar situation as this year, where they have the number one overall pick, and there's this quarterback that... You know, someone's going to want, maybe it's, uh, we're going to stick with our guy, and they end up making a great trade with the Carolina Panthers. This year's different. I think this year, this could be like, Ryan Poles could be a master of the chessboard, and I, I think this is the most important week. I don't think they pull the trigger this week on anything. I think this is a fact-finding mission, but mm -hmm. Peter King detailed this really well in his farewell column as he, we'll talk about Peter later, because he's been a, a major influence in the NFL for many years, and he's stepping away from his column. He said this, he said, this is the rare deal where not only can Ryan Poles make one trade if they want to keep field, you can make two, maybe three trades and just go down that list because mm. you say, all right, we're going to go to Washington or New England and say, guys, the first pick is for you guys. You move back to the second or third pick. Well, then you then have the second or third pick. You can say, well, we're going to go back down to the eight pick. Atlanta, do you want to come up? Oh, wait. The Raiders are at 13. We'll come back to 13. And you could just compile and completely rebuild this team and this roster and surround Justin Fields with young, inexpensive talent at other positions, which is the inverse of you draft the young quarterback and then, you know, you can't spend ever you can spend everywhere else because you've got this young quarterback. This one would be you pay Justin Fields and you let all the inexpensive guys come in the draft this year and pile up on draft picks. It's a really interesting deal, but if you're asking me when. I would be shocked if we saw that decision made in Indianapolis or in the next 48 hours or any means where let him meet with every team. And one last thing, I've done it at a lot of these combines. While we're, you know, picking our nose or sitting there checking our phone and doing whatever during the combine and it's endless drills and here's the South Dakota State running back. We love it. We love the combine. We love the combine. But while that's going on, the guys in the suites up there, they're popping in to each other. It's not tampering. If it's like, hey, what's up, guys? Saints sitting next to the, the Falcons. And the Falcons are next to the yeah. Dolphins. The do dialogue. It's just talk. And it's, hey, we're at the same restaurant. And there's a chance that, hey, what are you guys doing with that first overall? But, well, we actually like what we I think a lot of conversations are going to actually start this week. And then we'll see where they finish. So this is a fun week to read the tea leaves. And the rumor mill is going to be going. Uh, it could happen, but I would say this is the week we'll get more solidified answers on what the Bears are kind of leaning towards. I agree with you, and it's such a fun week. You just look at that video of Justin Fields responding to it, and you can see how fun this is. And you said it. You want to equanimity. It's like, you unfollow girl to me, you still mess with her. I just want to sit him down and say, <laughs> on Instagram, you can mute people. You don't even have to hit the unfollow button. You don't want them the on your 
timeline, just mute them. Take the stories down, the posts down. You don't have to see it. And then you don't even have to talk about why you unfollowed the Bears, the NFL, or anything like that. When it comes to when the Bears should make a decision, take your time. I look at this situation, and a lot of times there are different deadlines that teams, players, people are up against that you have to make a decision leading up to that. Peter, you mentioned all the different times that number one pick has been traded. Most of the times it's always in April. It's right around the draft, a week before, night of, at any point. Last year, they made that pick, they made that trade. That was March 10th. They did it early, got it out of the way, and kind of solidified, I think, for Justin Fields and his mentality going forward into the season. Hey, you're our guy. There's no question about it. We're letting you know early. I think that was last year. That was something that they did to try to build his confidence. This is a business. Mm -hmm. This thing in the league, we can hope for it and hope for the confirmation, the affirmation that we get from teams. You don't have to get that. I look at this for the Bears. Go through the entire process. You're down at the combine. The quarterbacks are going to be there. You get a chance to touch them, to talk to them, to have those conversations, whether it is Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. All of these guys are going to be there. J.J. McCarthy. Have those conversations. Put them on the board. Do all of those different things. It's going to be a few weeks from now. There's going to be pro days. Go down to these guys' pro days. Go out to dinner with them the night before. See them in their environment and their element, how they interact with their receivers, their teammates, all of those different touch points. I think for the Bears, you owe it to yourself, to your fans, to your organization to go through the entire process and see and look at all of these guys. They don't have to make a decision right now on Justin Fields. Fifth-year option, that's May 2nd. So they can go through these things and figure out what's next for them before they ultimately decide, hey, whether we're going to draft a Caleb Williams or, to your point, keep Justin Fields, build through the draft. Either way you do it, it's different approaches because we say it all the time. You get a young quarterback, now you have the money and free agency to spend it elsewhere. I love all these points being made. I will go with you on the Instagram thing, too. Like, you know what it's going to do. This day and age, like he talks about, why is everybody taking social media so seriously? Because everybody takes social media very, very seriously, okay? Kyler Murray did it a few years ago when he was negotiating, right? Just dumped everything Arizona Cardinals off his Instagram. This is their leverage point as players nowadays, right? Your social media platform. Yeah. And it is. It was a ploy. His agent and him had a conversation around what it was going to be, and this is something he had to talk about. I don't know if I like his answer. You know, I still want to mess with his girl. You know, even though You're I don't really follow stuck her no on more. That. But hey, she's you know, gonna, she's gonna be mad. You hit that unfollow. She's gonna, gonna be mad. Follow. You know, she's like, I ain't messing with him, and you know, no more. Why would I do that? He don't want him following me on Instagram. Okay, so I love all of this. I love what Peter said around what the combine is. Everybody out there that watches this show and follows the NFL closely. I'm going to tell you something. It's a little dark secret, but do not believe a word you hear from any front office person or anybody around the combine in the draft from today until the draft pick is made. It's great. Okay. We got to do a show for, th for three months here. All right? What are we talking about? <laughs> no, we believe everything we say. Obviously. Because we have the inside scoop. The front office. But front office ownership. Don't listen to a word that they say if you're a fan going, hey. Ryan Poles told us this yesterday in the press conference. Well, Ryan Poles is trying to get the best possible deal he can for his team. So, having said that, I believe he has to have a frank conversation with Justin Fields. Whatever that looks like. Just be honest with him. I don't know if they know exactly what they're going to do, but I think they do. I think they've known for a while. I think the injury midseason for, her, for Justin Fields was detrimental to maybe their plan, but I believe they have an understanding of who they want to be next year and who's going to lead them. So, you go have that conversation with Justin. Hey, Justin. You're a guy, we're not going to pick up your fifth-year option, okay? We're going to go the Daniel Jones route. 
you have a year. The belief we've had in you is what you are going to use this year to get yourself paid, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's what I would do in this moment. I would tell him that, not anybody else, and then I would go out and I would gin up every possible scenario you can to push leverage on the teams that are desperate enough to have to move to that number one spot, okay? If they're desperate now, if you're all of a sudden talking to somebody else down the line, come closer and closer to April, let's say a team that needs to move up to try to get their quarterback of the future, and all of a sudden you're talking to these other teams about trading away Justin Fields, as long as he understands and knows, conversation about being in the know, I think is a big part of this. Mm. And if it's not there, and if you're just on following him on Instagram and it feels a little childish, then I don't know if this is going to work in this scenario, but I like him as the starting quarterback in Chicago. I think it gives him the best chance to utilize what you have, and what you have is the number one overall pick. Tell me this, when have you ever had back-to-back -back number one overall picks in the NFL draft. It just, it's rare. The Jaguars had it a couple years ago. They took Trevor Lawrence and Trayvon Walker, but they didn't go pass on quarterback two years in a row, yeah. right? That's what's shocking. Like, yeah. you pass on a quarterback two years ago without being a playoff team. And that's the biggest wild card in this for me. How could you pass on possibly, you know, C.J. Stroud was available last year. You could have had him on the roster, right? Who knows what this quarterback class is going to look like? Caleb Williams clearly is the talent in it. Mm -hmm. We'll discuss those guys today and tomorrow. There's a lot of different nuances to what you expect from these quarterbacks at the top of the draft. But to give away the number one overall pick in two consecutive years, the fact that they have another one at nine, I think, plays a big part in this. But that would be the way I would go. I've been on that the same way in Chicago this whole season. Fields is, is my guy. I build through the draft to give him a completely different-looking team. But I don't pick up his fifth-year fifth option. I make him earn the next contract sure. this year. I think, too, though, you have to be smart about free agency coming up, too, because the return on investment for Justin Fields is just going to go down when teams that are quarterback needy start signing these free agents. We don't know what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. We don't know what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield. And free agency starts in a, like about two weeks, March 13th. So they have to figure that out. Also, they need to know decision-wise what they're going to do with these pro days and how they're going to focus their time with their scouts there. Of course, they're going to send guys and there's mm -hmm. going to be smoke screens yeah. and all of that. It is my favorite time of year. The press conferences at the Combine from the head coaches Great. yield the most amazing lies yeah. in the entire <laughs> world. I mean, even when I listen to the Steelers talking about they don't want to bring in a veteran quarterback and they're going to have Kenny Pickett there and Mason Rudolph, who's a free agent, as the backup or however that shakes out. I don't believe that for a second. Like, there are yeah. so many different variables here of things that could happen. And you need to know who you're going to move on from in free agency. And you need to know, like, for Ryan Poles, he obviously worked with Kansas City before Chicago. He was there when they won their first Super Bowl. He just watched the team win their third Super Bowl. He's going to want to restart that rookie contract timeline so he can rebuild this team and actually compete. It makes the most sense cap-wise from a financial standpoint as well. And there's no allegiance to Justin Fields between that front office, per se, because Ryan Poles was the one who, or Ryan Pace, I always get these two, Ryan Pace, Ryan Poles, Ryan Pace drafted him, Ryan Poles is the guy now, so we shall see, but it's Poles has had him for so two years, fun. though. There could be a loyalty there. And there was, there, there, was could. A very, there could be. There was a very good, I think, relationship last offseason, the way they went about it, to Jason's point. Mm -hmm. This is a different story, and it's, uh, it's about winning now, because Ryan Poles has a real legacy issue now in terms of you've had all this, this capital, all these things, you have many different ways. To your point, he resets with a new quarterback, possibly, but you hitch your wagon mm -hmm. to that guy. If sure. Justin Fields doesn't, he can always go back to the old, hey, 
I didn't go get him. I'm gonna go get our guy now. Real quick. We'll, see. well you said I there'd be some roll the dice if you said you stick with Fields, but you don't pick up the option. And after having the first overall pick two years in a row to say, yeah, but we're not gonna give him the long-term deal. And you could be left with door number three, which is the great unknown. I'm picking the teens next year with now having to pay Justin Fields even more money. So and also he becomes a free agent. So like that that you know, you say I didn't pick up that fifth year option, all of a sudden he balls out and goes, Hey, yeah. you didn't believe in me. It was right. this isn't the Daniel Jones scenario where no one else in the world was going to pay Daniel Jones $160 million. Sure. So it, it it's really is a different scenario. If he goes and balls out and all of a sudden a team's sitting out there going, yeah, we'll take that. We'll no, take that. Nobody knows what will happen, but with the greatest risk comes the greatest reward. Mm. And that could be a huge payoff for this front office. All these conversations get started this week because next it's here, guys. It is the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine presented by Noble. It kicks off this Thursday. First, you can catch the D-line and the linebackers on Friday, the defensive backs and tight ends. And then on Saturday, we have running backs, quarterbacks, and wide receivers. A glitzy day. It all wraps up with the offensive line on Sunday. It's the Scouting Combine February 29th through March 3rd on NFL Network and streaming on NFL+. Plus. That, you know, the lights, they look like they're off now at Lucas Oil Stadium, but it's just the calm before the storm. And there is Tom Pelissero. He's already there, bright Slept and early. Set the scene. Did you sleep there last <laughs> night? Looks good, Tom. You can set the scene all you want, but, like, did you sleep there last night? <laughs> Not a lot of sleep here, Colleen, but probably the most that I'll get this entire week because the NFL is indeed descending here in Indianapolis. The defensive linemen linebackers actually got in town on Sunday, as did I. You'll have the defensive backs, the tight ends getting in town today. They start out with orientation, then they go through the medical. Everything wraps up with their on-the-field workouts. As usual, all eyes on the quarterback. You just showed it. If That's going to be in terms of the on-field workouts on Saturday. So who is going to actually be out there and doing something more than staring at coaches and scouts on the field? Well, Caleb Williams not expected to throw here the presumptive number one pick out of USC. He's going to wait at least until his pro day on March 20th. Williams is going to go through the interview process, I'm told, with clubs. That's going to be big for him since the first exposure the Bears and other teams have to Caleb Williams one-on-one -on -one in person. But that's probably all that he is going to do in this setting. Jalen Daniels out of LSU also not expected to throw during this event. He, too, is going to wait for pro day. That's not unique to Jaden Daniels or Caleb Williams. This is something we've seen other quarterbacks do in past years, just a more comfortable environment for them to throw to receivers that they know. But there's also the competitive aspect of this. Guys going out there and showing out next to the other guys they're trying to get drafted over. So a bunch of those top quarterbacks are going to throw here. Bo Nix from Oregon is going to throw. So is J.J. McCarthy from the University of Michigan. Michael Penix out of Washington as well. A lot of fireworks to come on Saturday. And that's, of course, is in addition to all the stuff that happens in the bars and restaurants around town this week leading up to free agency, which is now just a couple of weeks away, guys. Can you ballpark how many minutes of sleep you will get this week? I mean, over under four hours a night. I feel like that's pretty good, right? Hey, actually, that is good. All right, well, good luck. And I can't wait to see you at the end of this week. It's going to be awesome. Still to come on GMFB. Thank you, Tom. It is Combine Week. That is right. We're celebrating. It's a party. We'll tell you which of the top quarterback prospects we'll be watching closest through these workouts. Well, the Combine leads right up to the draft. And last year, drafting a running back in the first round, you know what? That paid off in 2023. But will the trend continue this year? We're going to discuss it in a game we like to call the end or we out.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. segment we call we in or we out it's every monday or tuesday morning on the show and you know we were off from good morning football but i still have a podcast that we have to do during the week so we start with the chiefs and a conversation that i had with defensive coordinator steve spagnolo on my podcast this season with peter schrager and it was about the crucial third and four that they had in the fourth quarter of super bowl 58 take a listen to what spag said and how important nick bolton was to the play happening the way it did what was your thought on third and four coming out of a huge stop the play beforehand? Because if they get the first yeah. down, they bleed the clock, kick a field goal, game is over. I think that was – did Trent make that play on yeah. Kittle on a blue play? Yeah, it was a great tackle. Um, well, here's what happened, Pete. So if you remember on that play, there was about 220 or something or 215 mm-hmm. when they broke the huddle. So we made a call because I didn't know if he was going to let it come down to the two-minute or not, and they decided to let it come down. We made a particular call, and then when it went to the two-minute warning, of course, with the, with the Super Bowl, with these you timeouts. You big break to discuss. Big break, huge break. So that's when the wheels go like this. And so it was at that moment you look up, okay, this is really, in my mind, I said to myself, is this, is real, this is a fourth down play. This is not a third and four or five, what it was. This is critical. I had a thought. I looked at my list, and I said, I need to ask Nick about this. This is the trust I have in Nick Bolton. So Nick's this. on the field. Now, he can't he can't talk to me, but I'm staring right at him. I, I click the button, and I said, Nick, what do you think about this? I, all I wanted to do was see his reaction, and he just started, yes, 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 and he did the signal. And it, he was like, he was all in. And so I knew <laughs> – I knew when he was all in that we should change it to that. So we changed personnel 
and put a, a different call in, and it was a fourth down call or, or, or what we had on our fourth down list, and it was for the critical situation. And fortunately for us, you know, uh, the, our guys executed it really well. Spags was amazing, and the defense led the way. And in that case, it was his trust in Nick Bolton, who is up for an extension if you want to go down that route. But let's get into the Chiefs offseason here. We mentioned a lot of names over the last few weeks and how much they've stepped up. They have a lot of top <laughs> defensive players who are free agents. I look at Chris Jones, but of course, Drew Tranquil was on a one-year $3 million deal, balled out. LJ Sneed was fantastic for them. Edwards, Dana Gay, all big in the Super Bowl and started in that game. So we're going to shift from Super Bowl to what we do and flip the page and talk 2024 offseason. Kansas City should do everything they can possibly do to ensure that Chris Jones retires a Kansas City chief. Are we in or are we out? That could mean $35 million, Ryan. Do you do it for a defensive lineman going into his 30s? In Veach, we trust is the the motto here. And I, and I, and I want to make it very specific. I don't think there's anything that's going to stop Brent Veach from keeping Chris Jones. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a break the bank scenario. I think this team has the ability, and Chris Jones has proven that. They were able to figure out a one-year deal last year after he held out the first game. But I also know that he's a pragmatist. He's going to sit in that room, and he's going to talk to Andy Reid. He's going to say, hey, I understand how important he is a piece to this pro uh, prospect or this process, but what we've been doing has worked, okay? And we're going to figure it out. And if it goes against what has made them great and made them world champions, then I would ponder that he'll do what's best for the football team. I don't think either of those scenarios doesn't end up with Chris Jones not being in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform, as well as Snead. I think those two players are instrumental in them continuing to improve on defense, and they were very, very good. The Drew Tranquil one is interesting to me. I thought when the Chargers somehow allowed him to leave and he ended up at a rival, I thought that was one of the most inspired uh, free agent got him at a, at, a, at a bottom rack deal at about $3 million for a year. And he was special late in the year for that football team. So he'll be more of an interesting concept to me in terms of how they keep developing. Because he probably look around and you can think you can find other pieces. But Chris Jones and Snead, I think, still end up in Kansas City when it's all said and done. I'm in. I'm in on this. Chris Jones, I'd love to see him retire as a chief after the Super Bowl win. On the field, I grabbed Spags, and Spags has tears in his eyes. He's like, I gotta find my wife. Like, it's like everyone's Maria. in the haze. And I was like, well, just like real quick, you did it. You did it again. Like, in Spags, we trust. It looked like for a while that the Niners were gonna take this one, but you guys pulled it off once again. And the first words that come out of his mouth are, it's never going to be the same again. Mm. This defense is never, it's never going to be the same mm. group. And it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Like, and he was happy, but it was really like bittersweet in that moment. And all I could think of was these are Chris Jones' tears that I see in his eyes. And they really do need to figure this out. They could tag Legereus Sneed and work out a deal with Chris Jones, but the impact that Chris Jones has on this defense is unbelievable. You can't even measure it. Look what he did in the Super Bowl at the defensive tackle position. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like you're not looking at the sack numbers, the pressures, like as we saw on the forced field goal. 
There was also the other one where he pressured Purdy and Debo was what? wide open. In yeah, the, the overthrow. Yeah, exactly. Like, these plays are game-changing plays in the biggest game in the entire season, and Chris Jones is the one that has helped them win these Super Bowls. So if they don't three-peat, I think that it's because Chris Jones is not back mm. as a Chief. I love it. I'm, I'm 100% in on this as well. That first game of the season of the shot of Chris Jones sitting in the stands with his yeah. agent. Like, we don't, they don't need that. They need Chris Jones out there on the field. And we were just off for the past week. So when we're off, I go on vacation, I get away. I'm not watching sports shows or anything like that. But I happen to catch a guy on, and he's talking about Chris Jones. And he says, if Chris Jones doesn't play another snap, he is already a Hall of Famer, the most underrated player in this Chiefs Talk run. About it. To Who say. said it? Who that said was it, no one other than Peter Schrager. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he is absolutely <laughs> right. You keep Chris Jones there, whatever you need to do, sign him up and keep him there in the Kansas City. It wasn't just a Super Bowl. that He pressured Josh Allen into uh-huh. that one bad pass there. He was all in Lamar Jackson. I'm sentimental with this. I appreciate dynasties. I appreciate loyalty. And I think there is a value in going wire to wire with one team. Your brother, Devin McCourty, has a very special career with rings and all that. I think one of the coolest things about Dev's career, he only played for one team, no the doubt. Patriots. Yeah. It's an honor. It's something that so few guys can say that they were able to do. And I do believe Chris Jones is already a Hall of Famer. I think Kelsey's a Hall of Famer. Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. I think Tyreek Hill's a Hall of Famer. And I think the fourth piece in that puzzle is Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. I would hate to see Chris Jones dressing for the Carolina Panthers or the Jacksonville Jaguars because he got paid a little bit more money. And that's nothing against Chris. I would like to see for the Chiefs to find a way to make it work. And yet, to your point, Brett Veach has been so disciplined in being the guy to say, yeah, we got to get rid of Tyreek. Mm-hmm. And we have to have to see some of these star players have to walk out the door. It's just what it is to do the business. Uh, also, he changed his avatar, Chris Jones, what to, uh, to himself in a Chiefs uniform. So if we're reading into players okay. on following teams, maybe we should be reading into players showing themselves in the uniform more. Okay, so free agency is one thing. The draft is another. The combine kicks off this week, and the running back position is an interesting one. Here's a look at Bucky Brooks' top five running back prospects. We're going with Jonathan Brooks, Trey Benson, Blake Corm, who had such an amazing college football playoff, Bucky Irving, and then your guy from... Audrey Estimate, Rockland County, baby, Nyack, New York. Um, My guy, a young guy, went to Notre Dame from St. Joe's, and he was unbelievable this year for the Notre Dame. Fighting Irish. Uh, Okay, so the success of Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs, who... Last year went both in the top 12. Kind of softens the shock or quiets the outrage (laughs) when a team makes a running back pick in the first round. Does it make it more acceptable now because of the way that Gibbs and Bijan played? In or we out, Ryan Leaf? I think you you can, everything, every draft is in itself in a vacuum, okay? It's about the needs. It's about what it is. And also, I think it is the dynamic playmaking ability of the two players from last year, right? Bijan was a name that everybody talked about. Like, it was a guy that was different. A difference maker. He was very, you know, Christian McCaffrey in the eyes of a lot of people. Jameer Gibbs was another, all right? They, they liked him, but when the draft pick happened, everybody said, oh, that's a reach. Mm. He ends up being the most dynamic running back in all of the NFL last year, a big reason why Detroit got to the NFC Championship game. I don't know if there's a running back in this year's class that you could probably put at the same level, but it's also about where you place them, what team you place them in. Mm. That's always the case. Bucky Irving, for me, is the guy out of Oregon that maybe is replicable to what Jameer Gibbs did last year, a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield but also carry it between the tackles and be impactful. So that that would be my guy if you saw somewhere to stretch, but I don't believe there's necessarily a running back that's taken in the first round of the NFL draft this year. I think that 
I'm in on it because it, it is more acceptable after seeing the Lions have the success. But also, it's like we've seen first-round running backs, so many of them not work out. I mean, sure. even just like for the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Zillaire, not that a knock on him totally, but it's like that return on investment wasn't great. If you're a bad team, you cannot miss if you're going to take a running back in the first round, like full stop. But if you're a good team and you miss on it, it really doesn't matter all that much. I'm, I'm going with you, Ryan. I'm going to say M, but with that thought process of a guy that can do both. Kyle usually sits in that chair, and he said it last year as we were going into the draft. We were talking about John. We were talking about Jameer Bajan and Jameer Gibson, guys of that nature. And he said when the draft comes up, it's okay. Draft a running back in the first round. Draft him high. You think that guy can be that type of player. The question mark is when they finish out that rookie contract, of do you pay them going forward? Because we've seen a lot of first-round running backs, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott or any of the guys, these guys that come on the scene and right away they're extremely good and they pay it forward and you can see the results on the field the question comes is when you put all those carries on those guys in the mileage do you pay them after the fact but I'm okay with drafting a running back in the first round Saquon is the biggest star in New York and Ooh. it looks like they, he ain't gonna be a giant much longer that's the word on the street let me throw another name out there we give you five running backs mm -hmm. what would our show be if we don't give you a sixth my favorite running back in this draft and I watch a lot of SEC football is Jalen Wright out of Tennessee who averaged six yards a carry this year <laughs> and had ten touchdowns and they run this funky offense and you say well it doesn't really translate but I watched this guy play and like this is the kind of deal where I'm not going to say seventh round with Pacheco but okay so you don't get Jalen Wright in the first round maybe but as a second or third round pick yep. and he can start for you like that's the yeah. value of the running back position I don't know if you're saying I'm drafting a wide receiver in the third round and he's going to start day one but I look at a guy like Jalen Wright I don't think he's a first round pick might be an early second third round pick whatever that is day two that's a guy who's going to play for you and that's where the value of the running back from. It's so deep and we've seen guys like Pacheco make such an impact from a seventh round spot and if you can find that if you can get that done then by all means right, right figure that one out because you can utilize the first round pick for so many different things that you may need and not to the point that Colleen made waste one if he doesn't pan out you know it so. is so funny when you think back to last year's draft and ever I'm sure you all had the same reaction as everyone else at the draft when the Lions took Jameer Gibbs it was like wait a second they have Swift like what is happening yeah. here yeah. so many interesting things coming up your way combine we had it this week which is awesome also we're going to talk hangovers here I hate a hangover especially a about hangover oh, okay. just how bad will the Niners hangover be we've got that and more coming up you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. everybody here we go there's a lot of exciting quarterback prospects that will be showcasing their talents at the combine this week and Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft has four quarterbacks in the top eight so the quarterback who you think is most intriguing this week at the combine is Ryan uh, I'm going to the University of Michigan JJ yeah. McCarthy I, I, I find him fascinating because guess what for as good as this five-star recruit was out of Illinois, they didn't ask him to necessarily be Superman ever. And there were moments in games, especially against Penn State, in a big win after Jim Harbaugh was suspended, where he didn't throw a pass for the entire second half of the football game. And you're talking about that's a first-round draft pick and you don't utilize that right arm in that moment? It, it's just fascinating to me on what that's going to be. And to see Daniel, who I trust a ton, have him as a top-10 draft pick in his mock draft, tells me that this kid is incredibly talented. He has been, I think, undersold because of how good and talented the football team is all the way around. And so for me, he makes me the uh, he makes it to be the most fascinating quarterback heading into the combine this week. He certainly is fascinating because his numbers don't match up, but the wins are there, right? And He's like, only lost three games in his, his life. life. And that goes oh back to gosh. high school and middle school, right? Yes. Like, he doesn't lose. So you kind of like that kind of, you know, spirit. Uh, Caleb Williams is interesting. We don't know 100% if he's going to throw or not. There's reports that he is not going to throw. But that doesn't matter to me. It's more the interview process. He's going to be there. And this is not a slam dunk. I'm going to the Chicago Bears number one overall. We don't know wh whether the Bears are picking at number one, if another team is picking at number one. I want to see how he handles himself this week and how he interviews with, this, with these teams. I'll never forget a couple of years ago, it was the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, I'm Sam Darnold. I'm, I think I'm repeating yeah. that. Yeah, that was that draft. Yeah. And it was so clear to me that like Baker Mayfield was the Pied Piper. And mm. I've mentioned this story before that all the run, all the quarterbacks would walk together from drill to drill. Yep. But also, and like Baker's the one joking and slapping everyone on the butt. And like Baker's the guy. And afterwards, it was like, I don't know who's going first overall, but I like the way Baker is kind of the Pied Piper with that thing. How's Caleb Williams? How is he with the other quarterbacks? How is he with the teams. I think it's a really interesting week for Caleb Williams because we know the player, obviously. We know the person. We like what we have. We think he's the number one guy. How does he carry himself this week as that number one? I covered him with the Pac-12 for the last few years while he was there, and he's a very polarizing figure. It, it is either you're all in on the Caleb Williams train or you're all out. There is no in-between there. And to your point, this is going to be a great week for it. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see something very similar to Baker Mayfield in this. He is a Pied Piper. People followed him at USC, not only on the football team, 
but all along that campus, everybody on the basketball team to the track team, everybody, he was a leader, and I don't think that's been talked about enough, and they're going to find out this week. Yeah, it's going to be a time to get in front of these guys and really talk to them and pick them apart, as we like to say. I'm looking at Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, and this is a guy, 40 touchdowns and four interceptions. He was unbelievable this year and took a huge step forward as you watch him play with all the explosive plays and things he was able to do for that offense. And to the point of Kayla Williams, I don't think he's going to throw at the combine as well. But I'm interested to see where he's placed in this thing. Does a team have to go up to get him? Does he fall behind May and Caleb Williams? Or is he a guy that continues to surge with the year that he has with the belief that maybe he has another step that he can take it up another notch in his growth? So he's a guy to me that's fascinating because he was unbelievable, wins the Heisman Trophy. But there's also the other years that weren't as good as this year. So how he's evaluating, what everybody's going to say about him starts at the combine. He's also a slender guy too so there's your chance to really see him up close and personal those are the three most intriguing quarterbacks no doubt about it you want to talk about the Heisman winner the national champion you want to talk about the talent in mm -hmm. Caleb Williams but the guy that we should be talking about more and more intrigued by is Drake May yeah. it, it wasn't even that long ago when people were talking about drafting Drake May over Caleb Williams so he's kind of like the forgotten guy at this point and Sure, he had some bad pass protection at Chapel Hill and some not-so-great talent surrounding him, and so that didn't really help out the way that the season ended. However, a great show from him this week could really catapult him back into these top quarterback discussions where he started this whole thing out. So I just think that Drake May, like, why, why aren't we talking about him more? If Daniels doesn't throw and Caleb doesn't throw, I remember Justin Herbert, when other guys didn't throw, like, just was like, I'll throw and dominated the drills in 2020, like, right. that could be Drake May. He could walk on and be like, if you don't want to throw, I will, and I'll just steal the day. That's a great opportunity. I, I, don't, I don't get why guys don't, unless don't they've been reassured by, by agents. No reason to. Mm -mm. I just think we have all week to talk about it. We do. I will say this, though. I will say this, about, I will say this about the combine, though. You're throwing in your underwear. There's nothing Wait, you can what? do, I think. You're throwing in your underwear. You're, seriously, you're in your underwear. Those no bull stuff is like tight. It's, 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 right. You're in your underwear. You're throwing the football around. That's what, that's what you do well. Do it on pro day. All right, every year on this show, this very week, combine week, you get your, your big boards, you get your Bucky Brooks top five at every prospect, you get your mock drafts. I like to give you a little something else. It's... Schrager's top 10 prospects entering the combine. The names that I'm hearing, and I text with all the GMs, this isn't a mock draft, this isn't my official rankings, it's here are my guys that I think are going to have outstanding combine weeks, and when we come out of this thing, it could change, but here are names to watch. And I'm gonna introduce you to players 10 and nine today on the list. We'll go one by one all throughout the week, but let's start with number 10, defensive back out of Clemson. Six foot two, 190 pounds, Nate Wiggins. Who's Nate Wiggins? Nate Wiggins started 18 games for the Clemson Tigers and is your prototypical build for the cornerback position. 6'2", so he's tall and rangy. I also think, and this is talking to some of the guys who do the workouts and the trainings and they've been working with these guys since the college season, he might run a 4'3", this week. So you're talking six foot two, 190 pounds, running a 4-3-40, played at one of the biggest teams in the country, has played in huge games, and has played and actually been awesome. First team all ACC, led Clemson with nine pass breakups, and this past season, only gave well, up 100, Drake May. 100, hey. 100, Drake May, don't know. 176 yards he gave up while he was covering receivers over the course of a season. Played all the games. 18 career starts. Nate 
Wiggins. Look for him in the cornerback and defensive back drills that are gonna kick off this combine week. All right, that's number 10. Number nine, you've been hearing about for years. I'm going with Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. Georgia has just churned out NFL talent, NFL talent, and there's been one guy that's hung around, it feels like. It's been Brock Bowers. When they were winning all those national titles, he was the number one tight end and was still getting the job done. They had Washington, who was drafted by the Steelers, but this was the dude, number 19. He was the guy and has been outstanding. He is the only two-time Mackey Award winner, meaning best tight end in college football. He's been that guy twice. And if you look at the tight end position in the NFL, every good team seems to have a star young tight end. And it started with Kelsey and the Chiefs going that way. But now you look at guys like Laporta and Kittle, and you look at Mark Andrews and even Isaiah Likely. All those top teams have strength at the tight end position. Brock Bowers is the next guy. All right, what are his stats? Well, 6'4", 240. Three seasons at Georgia, he had 26 receiving touchdowns. Goes and gets the ball, fully an athletic beast, but obviously also showed his best in the big games. Caught a 15-yard touchdown pass in 2021 in the championship game against Alabama. And then the next year in the championship game against TCU, had 152 yards and was all over the field. Again, we talk about all these tight ends, and it's Laporta, and it's Kittle, and it's Andrews. We go through this. You want one of these guys. You want one of these guys. I think he's a top 15 pick. I've seen mock drafts have him going in the 20s. He's one of my top 10 prospects. You can't go wrong grabbing a guy like Brock Bowers. And he's from Napa, so that's oh. he, he, he already, yeah, he already right. got it. He's from, from, yeah, he's from Napa. Start yeah. with Nate Wiggins. What's your thoughts on the corner at 6'2", 180, can, can run? That's what everybody loves. you got a guy that's 6'2", that can stand at the line of scrimmage, can get his uh, hands on guys and, and break it up and, and make it tough for receivers getting off the line of scrimmage. And then at Clemson, you saw him in a lot of those clips playing off coverage, having to be able to recognize the route and be able to make plays. So I think when you talk about the prototypical size of a corner, somebody that can run as well, now it's a matter, hey, can this big guy get in and out of his breaks to be able to make plays? I mean, I'm I'm into the tight end. I'm, I like I think that Brock Bowers, like the fact that he was the first player to win back-to-back Mackey Awards, like that alone is really impressive. And as I mentioned, Napa. Yeah, his uh, his legacy is is something special in in Athens, Georgia. I don't know if he necessarily was the best uh, tight end in college football last year, but he won Got the, the award. award. Won the award, and so you can make that stat. I do like the fact that he is from Napa too, a California kid. You can't go wrong with I think either one of these guys. I just uh, love that Colleen said, I'm into tight ends. Yeah, oh, I get it. Ayo. <laughs> good morning, everybody. All right, good stuff, Peter. I'm excited to hear about the rest. Uh, I'm learning all about the combine. Kyle Shanahan, is he over the Super Bowl loss? So uh, that's going to be a tough one to get over. Okay. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.